Hello and welcome to SKA Hotels Coronavirus Podcast. I'm John Kepner, Director of SKA Hotels, and this is our weekly look at how the pandemic is affecting the tourism industry, specifically the meetings and events sector, in some of the most popular and frequently booked destinations in Europe. Each week, I'm joined by one of our hotel or destination partners to share their insights into their city's COVID experience this year, how their venue has adapted to new conditions for meetings and events, and what we can expect to find when travel and events do eventually open up again. My guest this week is Vanessa Rice, Head of Convention Bureau at Zurich Tourism. Grüezi, Vanessa. Hello, how are you? Hello, John. I'm good. Thank you. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for the invitation. We're recording this on Friday the 18th of December, the end of a week where many of us have been trying to plan for the end of year holidays, but COVID travel advice and restrictions seem to be changing on a daily basis, making it rather hard to know what to do for the best. That's certainly the case here in the UK. Vanessa, how are things in Switzerland? What is open and what is not as things stand? Actually, I would say Switzerland did pretty well in handling the pandemic um, from the beginning. Uh, we went very soon into the first lockdown and therefore numbers weren't as bad as in other countries maybe. So it was possible to handle the situation with very loose measures during the last months until recently. As you might have um, heard or read in the news, um, now since it got coda everywhere, the numbers are increasing here as well. And um, so the most recent measures are um, Everything closes actually at 7 p.m., including shops, supermarkets, restaurants, and it is mandatory to wear masks as maybe everywhere else, um, and you are only allowed to go out with four other people um, and two different households um, at a table in restaurants. Hotels are still open here um, in Zurich and in Switzerland, and um, a very important topic for Switzerland, as you might know, is skiing. So there's a huge discussion going around in Europe, but it seems that ski regions will remain open here in Switzerland, um, even after another announcement, which will uh, announce stricter regulations for Switzerland uh, coming this afternoon. Okay, that's good to know. So you mentioned that hotels have remained open. Is that the case in Zurich city centre as well? Um, yes, actually it is. Um, as I mentioned, restrictions weren't too bad over the last months, so the hotels and venues um, remained open actually. But as it was strongly recommended and sometimes even forbidden to travel um, everywhere around Europe, around the world, you can imagine it was quite an up and down for them during the year. So uh, from what we heard, most of the hotels were on low accommodation capacity, but actually they were pretty satisfied with their meeting bookings because meetings for up to 50 guests were still allowed here in Switzerland. And um, I think that quite a few local companies still used that um, during that time. But has that changed now in the last few days since the greater restrictions came in? Yes, actually it did. Um, from last week on, it's not really clear by now, to be honest, um, and they are still working out how many people are allowed to meet because they say in public um, spaces you can meet with up to 15 people, but it's not sure how it is for the meeting in, in meetings industry. Um, but another um, success story I wanted to share with you and the audience is um, that we, um, Zurich Tourism, with the hotels together, actually launched the initiative Erlebt dies Zürich, um, which means basically experience your Zurich to say thank you to the local community, which was really, really nice. So at the moment, 
um, low kids can book weekend stays at a very reduced rate um, and either experience their um, city from a touristic perspective or I think just get a change of scenery. And um, the great part is that we actually had over 600 bookings um, after the first day, which I think is amazing and um, yeah, a win for everyone, for the hotels as well, for the local community. That's very encouraging. And is this an initiative which you plan to continue into the new year? Yes, definitely. We started with this um, in, actually this week um, for the whole um, December as well as January. That's really good. Okay, yes. thank you. Let's talk about a couple of venues specifically for a moment, new venues, which I know event organizers will be interested to hear about. I heard the Zurich Congress House, the convention center has undergone a major redevelopment in the last two years. And then up at the airport, you now have the new Circle Business Complex as well. What can you tell us about these great new venues and how they're planning to accommodate meetings and events from a COVID perspective? Oh, yes. Um, we're so much looking forward to um, the two openings uh, the coming year. So the Circle Convention Center at the airport will actually open in January and um, the Zurich Convention Center will follow in summer. And by then, hopefully, we are um, back to kind of normal and meetings will take place again. So I think from a COVID perspective, it is very important how they manage the sustainability aspect and digitalization for the future. I feel this became so essential for the meetings industry during last year. Yeah, that this would be uh, two topics I would like to talk about um, concerning those, uh, those two new venues. So maybe to explain the circle briefly, we call this um, complex a city in a city because um, they offer such an innovative mix of uses like art and culture on one hand, um, education and knowledge on the other, and you will find many well-known company offices there and brands like Omega and Durfee um, to experience them. I feel you could kind of compare it to Canary Wharf in the UK, actually. Okay. Um, it's all under one roof and the Circle Convention Center with two Hyatt hotels right in the middle of everything. The whole business complex is very much committed to sustainability from the beginning. Um, that means they are holding two major sustainable labels such as Leeds and Minergy. Minergy is actually a Swiss construction standard label for new modernized buildings. And there's a huge park area around the whole complex and um, all roof areas have been greened over as well. So I can ensure meetings um, held at the circle go definitely hand in hand with sustainability goals and their AV installations are definitely state of the art in the convention center. And the transport couldn't be easier either being directly next door to the airport as well Absolutely. and still only 15 minutes away from the city center. Yeah, that's true. So you could easily walk, um, get out of the airport into the circle. And um, as you said, by public transport, it's maximum of 15 minutes. So it's very easy accessible, yes. And the Congress Center? The Congress Center, um, for them, sustainability is key as well. And here, um, it's super easy accessible as well. Um, it's right in the middle of the city center. So yeah, you can easily walk there from the main station or go there by public transportation. You don't, would not need to um, get there by car. Um, they already uh, committed that they are going to compensate for all CO2 emissions that are produced during meetings. And that with no extra cost for the event organizers, which I think is um, a really good initiative. And I feel we all know the mice industry will never be the most sustainable one due to the nature of bringing people together but I think the compensation of CO2 emissions is a step in the right direction in combination 
um, with other measures like um, plastic and water management, which they both have in place, or just small things like change of a mindset of the guests that you, for example, have to tick a box if you want to have a meat menu instead of a veggie menu, which was always different, right? You always had to choose if you want to get a veggie menu. So um, yeah, I think they are really uh, on a good track, both of them there. And especially for the Zurich Convention Center, digital meetings are also part of, this, of their solution, um, which I think makes totally sense. Um, they installed a professional streaming studio that enables live broadcasts and digital participation, for example, um, which we see in daily requests. It's a great amount of event organizers these days. I could talk about those two venues um, for hours, uh, but we just have a few minutes left um, for that topic. So I would love to encourage our listeners to check out on our website, um, meeting.zurich.com, um, see those two venues as well as our sustainability um, theme page. Thank you for sharing that. And on a similar topic, when we spoke last time, you told me about the new clean and safe label that's been developed by the Swiss tourism authorities. Can you tell listeners more about this initiative and which sectors of the travel industry will feature this label? Yes, of course. Um, the tourism trade associations actually have launched this clean and safe label during this year to let guests know that they are visiting an establishment, a hotel, um, a um, cable car, a public transportation that has committed to comply with the safety concept. So if a hotel, for example, can ensure that the safety protocols are implemented and complied with, um, they publish the clean and safe label on their website and you will see it in the hotel as well to make guests aware that they are in line with the, um, with the safety measures. There are different concepts um, which they develop actually. Um, there are labels from business events to caterings to wellness and spas hotels, just for accommodation, but also for public transportation and um, mountain railways, for example. And finally, we got some nice feedback from listeners to last week's episode when I asked my guest about his first choice destination for when travel reopens. Happy to make this a weekly feature to close with. So, Vanessa, if you could arrive tomorrow anywhere in the world, where would you choose and why? Oh, that's easy. Um, South Island of New Zealand. Um, we actually have been there um, right before the pandemic hit us um, and we only discovered the North Island. So um, I was so impressed by the whole island um, that I definitely want to go back and see. Okay. Thank you. I haven't How been about myself, you, John? Would, would really love to. Uh, for me, aside from Zurich, of course, goes without saying it would have to be i think the islands of the seychelles i've been there before the beaches are incredible and the nature and wildlife is beautiful too but like new zealand it seems far away right now but uh, yeah i think that would have to be my choice hopefully one day and we could stay dream right <laughs> Vanessa, thank you very much for sharing your insights from Zurich. Would you come back in the new year to give us an update? Oh, definitely. Would love to. Yeah. Thank you. All the best to you and the team at the Convention Bureau in the meantime. And thanks to everyone listening. This is our last episode of 2020, but I'll be back in the new year with a new destination. So I hope you'll join us then. All the best for the holidays. Goodbye. <laughs>